This week on Business Brief, we'll hear the story of a veteran who just became one of the first recipients of a license to operate a marijuana micro-business. Then, we'll look at federal funding opportunities some local entrepreneurs have tapped into when other growth capital wasn't available. Welcome to Business Brief, Missouri Business Alert's podcast focused on the business news and issues shaping the state. My name is Siggy Reese, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chelsea Peter. Chelsea, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, I had some family members tell me that the Canada wildfires are, like, reaching to Florida. Have you heard about that? No, that's crazy. But I was in Washington, D.C. this summer when um, the smoke hit D.C., And let me tell you, it looked like there is an apocalypse going on. So I hope everyone in Florida is doing okay. Yeah, I hope so, too. I I really hope the quality of air gets better. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to keep an eye on that story. Uh, In the meantime, do you want to get into this week's headlines? Yes, let's do it. All right. President Biden announced this week he is canceling about $9 billion in student loan debt for around 125,000 people. This comes after federal student loan debt repayments resumed on Sunday following a roughly three-and-a-half-year-long pause due to COVID-19. Tens of millions of Americans will begin paying off these loans. United Auto Workers members across the country continue to strike this week. The union had yet to reach agreement on new contracts with Ford, General Motors, or Stellantis as of late Thursday. Workers at the General Motors plant in Wentzville have been striking for three weeks now, and employees at the GM plant in Kansas City, Kansas, have been laid off for more than two weeks. The UAW has expanded the strike weekly since it started on September 14th. Reports from Reuters this week suggested the union and Ford had made some progress amid active negotiations. State regulators approved Evergy's request to change its default pricing plan for customers. The Kansas City utility is transitioning this month to time-of-use pricing, which charges customers more for using power at times of peak demand. But after significant pushback from customers, Evergy's default plan will be more similar to its traditional pricing with smaller spikes for usage at peak times. The Country Club Plaza in Kansas City is under contract to be sold to new ownership, according to a report from the Kansas City Star. The buyer is HP Village Partners, a Texas company whose owners include distant relatives of the Hunt family that owns the Kansas City Chiefs. The sale price for the high-end retail and dining district has not been disclosed, and the deal must still pass due diligence and closing. The plaza's current owners defaulted on a nearly $300 million loan in May, helping lead to the sale. About 260 employees at Granite City Works will be laid off this week. This follows parent company U.S. Steel's announcement that it would temporarily cease running the only operational furnace at the St. Louis area mill. Union representatives say up to 40 more employees could be laid off in the next coming weeks. The company put part of the blame on diminished demand resulting from the strike at the nearby Wentzville General Motors plant. For our next story, we'll hear from someone who was recently selected for a cannabis microbusiness license. Interesting. So I know that a few businesses in the state were selected for licenses recently. That's correct. Earlier this week, the Missouri Division of Cannabis Regulation issued 48 licenses in the first round of its cannabis microbusiness program. As the name suggests, the licenses are for small marijuana facilities. The program aims to grant licenses to people from underrepresented or marginalized backgrounds. Got it. So who are we hearing from today? 
We're hearing from Sam Vosberg. He received initial approval for a wholesale license in Aurora, which is in southwest Missouri. He's a retired veteran and three-time cancer survivor. Here's Vosberg. I'm an Army vet, 32 years, and uh, I'm 100% disabled. I ended up getting cancer in my left eye, and I uh, went to uh, MassU in Boston and took a proton beam in my eye for a week to kill the tumor, and that blinded me, which made me even more disabled and unable to work, and because of the pain involved with that, they recommended that I try cannabis. So we started off with the gummies, and, and it worked immediately. I mean, I was in so much pain, and it just completely removed it. It was so expensive, you know, to buy it at a dispensary or whatever, so we decided to grow it. It's got the grow license through the state, uh, just the individual one, and what we were growing ended up being pretty good. My family picked up on it, and my neighbors picked up on it, and suddenly we were manufacturing this butter for all the old time, all the old people in the family. They were rubbing it on their joints. Started thinking, wow, you know, we're going to get rid of all this stuff. We probably should at least apply for this license that we heard about through friends. We didn't even know that we could apply for a micro license. We just put in there, you know, that we had the infrastructure, and I had a 2,800-kilowatt solar farm on my barn. And we put that in the application and said we'd like to try it. And we got picked up, which was amazing. I was walking down the aisle at Home Depot, and I got a call from uh, somebody who had seen my name on the list. I had no idea. You know, we knew that the drawing was going to be like yesterday. But this was like a month before. And they called me and said, congratulations, you just won the lottery. And I'm like, what lottery? And they said, well, did you put in for a cannabis license? And I said, I did. And they said, well, you just got drawn. I dropped everything in my arms. I mean, I was like, oh, my gosh. I just stood there for a minute. I couldn't believe it. And then I, I immediately called my wife, and we were just giggling and laughing, like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? You know, running around with our heads cut off, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. It, it's just crazy. <laughs> it was totally crazy. I couldn't believe it. I think I'm excited on expanding. You know, we have a few lights, and... Um, my barn, we're going to petition it out, you know, and make grow rooms. And that, to me, building the infrastructure is really going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to setting up the automated water systems and the fertilizer. Right now, we carry two-gallon water jugs up and down, upstairs and downstairs in the barn into our grow rooms, you know, and we fertilize with syringes, mixing it into the water. So getting on that commercial type of scale is very exciting and i'd like to make enough money obviously to pay off my farm and uh and you know set the family up you know nobody has to worry about money or whatnot but i also you know i'm looking forward to getting my product out for those medical people you know i I want the word to get out that you don't have to use alcohol and you don't have to use all this opiate stuff you can use cannabis Everybody asks us if we want to go big commercial, and I don't think we do. I think we want to stay where we're at, at least until we figure this out. But uh, we really enjoy growing it, and it's pretty much my full-time job. You know, I just go down there and mess with the garden and mess with the plants. For our next story, we welcome Missouri Business Alert reporter Anna Sago. Anna, thanks for joining me. Happy to be here. So you did some reporting on some federal contracting opportunities for small businesses. What sparked your interest in that topic? 
This summer, I attended a workshop for small businesses that are hoping to take advantage of federal funding through the Small Business Innovation Research and Small Business Technology Transfer Programs. It's sometimes branded as America's Seed Fund. There was a pretty robust Q&A at the end of the workshop, and small business owners had a lot of questions about how to apply. Okay, so what is America's Seed Fund? Its programs provide opportunities for small business owners to receive federal funding through grants and contracts for research and development. They're run in partnership with government agencies like the National Institute of Health and the National Science Foundation. That sounds like a great opportunity. It definitely comes with a lot of benefits. The funding is stable and non-dilutive, which means that the owners don't lose any equity if they receive funding. Some programs also have additional support services and supplementary funding opportunities. So what's the catch? Well, the application process is pretty time-consuming and competitive, particularly for first-time applicants and those with little experience writing grant applications. It's common for applicants to apply and get rejected the first time, but the key is to review and implement feedback from the agency if you decide to apply again. And what should small business owners who are thinking about applying do first? I spoke to Bob Glidewell and Quentin Messbarger from the Missouri Innovation Center, a business support center in Columbia. They've advised many mid-Missouri entrepreneurs through the grant application process. Messbarger says that the first step is connecting with peers and support organizations. For me, there's four key things that I would tell people. First of all, talk to previous grant winners. It's a complicated process, and it's good to talk to peers, you know, get, get a real-world experience about what did they do, how long did it take. Just talk to someone who's been there and done that before. I would argue you should you should look into and sign up for one of the i programs. NSF is probably the most popular i program, and IH has it. I think a few others are doing it now, but the i program is something to look into. The success rate of getting a grant is dramatically increased if you go through an i program first. I also talked with several entrepreneurs who were awarded grants in the past. They said that demonstrating a need for the product is important to crafting a successful application. Before implying, it's important to do pretty robust customer discovery. Is there anything else about the program that Missouri small business owners should know? Actually, yes. Unlike 34 other states, Missouri does not match federal grant funding. So when you apply, what you see is pretty much what you get. Interesting. Well, Anna, thanks so much for talking with me today. Sure thing. And for more coverage of America's Seed Fund, find Anna's reporting on MissouriBusinessAlert.com. It is now time for us to get into our words of the week. Chelsea, what do you have for us this week? This week, my word is mission. Okay, are you by any chance referring to the brand that sells tortillas? Because I saw that National Taco Day was this week. Yes, but there are sort of multiple taco-related missions, which is the reason why they're in the news. Mission Foods is a Texas-based company that sells tortillas and chips. And Mission Taco Joint is a St. Louis-based restaurant chain known for its street tacos. But Mission Foods' parent company is suing the Missouri restaurant for copyright infringement. Interesting. So what are the details of that lawsuit? The lawsuit asked the court to prohibit Mission Taco Joint from using the words Mission, Mission Taco, and Mission Taco Joint. The company is also requesting for Mission Taco Joint to refrain from opening any new restaurants while the lawsuit is pending. Okay, and what does this mean for Mission Taco Joint? Well, this might prove to be difficult for Mission Taco Joint because... A new location is expected to open in St. Louis County this year. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. 
Definitely. So that's all I've got this week. What's your words, Siggy? My words are bank backing. That's a tongue twister. What's being backed by banks? That would be small business loans, but recently they're getting more and more difficult to get. And why is that? So banks across the country have increased requirements for small businesses to get a loan. Financial institutions tightened their credit standards in the second quarter of this year as the Federal Reserve Bank raised interest rates. Okay, so what are the folks in Missouri doing about this? Some Missourians are looking to nonprofit and third-party lenders instead of banks. These organizations have fewer requirements to procure a loan, but typically have higher interest rates. And some business owners are choosing not to take out a loan at all. For more on that, check out the full story on MissouriBusinessAlert.com. For a closing thought, here's cannabis entrepreneur Sam Vosberg again on what winning a cannabis microbusiness license means to him. We just enjoy it. You know, like I said, I got a minor in botany and I never really put it to use. I worked on a golf course in high school and that was about it. But uh, getting out there and really messing with the plants, you know, they're my babies. They listen to rock and roll every day. So uh, I- I'm enjoying it. It's-, it's a hobby come true for me. Well, that is all for this week. Thank you to the M33 Project for providing music for this episode. For my co-host Chelsea Peter, producer Ansley Franco, and editors Yasha Mika Wychuk, Skylar Rossi, and Michael Stacy, I'm Siggy Reese, and this has been Business Brief. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.